One of my favorite Nesiva Shalom's in the parsha, the light yachlu lishdais mayim yimara kimaram heim. Pashib Shad is they couldn't drink the water from this place called Mara. Why? Because it was bitter, says the Nesiva Shalom. There was nothing wrong with the water. The people were bitter. You know why they couldn't drink this water? The people were were bitter. Someone who's farbissin, who's bitter, can't enjoy anything. We look at things that that cause us such delight. A fabrengen, learning, tzedakah, mitzvahs, taira. It's supposed to be delight. Right? There are so many psukim that discuss how, how Torah is a delight, masuk midvash. Some people, they say, this is disgusting. You know why? Kimarim heim. They have a bitter taste. They went through trauma. They went through abuse. They can't appreciate. They can't appreciate the sweetness. And when someone doesn't appreciate something as being sweet, and to them, nebach, unfortunately, it tastes bitter, the worst thing you can do is force them or pressure them to eat it. Because they're going to hate it even more. We have to heal them until they want it and it tastes sweet to them. And then they can't get enough. Just today, another TP parent told me, we have another kid to add to the list. of We're up to 126, I believe. Completely Shemitah Ramitzvah. Somebody who was off to Derek for a few years. And is thirsty. The same kid who was... I mean, they gave me all the before and afters. The same kid who was eating in the home a cheeseburger is now telling the parents... No, you only eat Chalav Yisrael. Like, not even just kosher. Chalav Yisrael. And he's makbed on this, and he's this, and he's learning halacha, and he's learning, he has a shear, and he's, it's unbelievable. It's like, where is this kid? He was, like I said before, he was always good, he was always from. But, kimarim heim, they have bitterness. And then when we pressure someone, no, you have to wear yarmulke. If the yarmulke hurts them, chas v'shalom. Yarmulke is sweet. If it hurts your head, you should not wear it. If tzniyas hurts your body, we have girls that are less tzniyastic than gayim. That's how you know that it's pain. The gayim can cover up in the cold, and our girls who are nebuch damaged, they, they can't even put on clothes. It's a crazy reaction to childhood trauma, is you can't wear clothing. It's just unbelievable. But we have consistent. We have hundreds and hundreds of kids like this. We have so many boys, the first time that they put on tefillin after a few years, I'll get a picture from the parents. Ah. Uh, Chaim, Maishi put on tefillin. And, and you see a boy in his underwear, no undershirt, no yarmulke, no tzit, nothing. This kid was bar mitzvah just a few years ago. He's not, he's not a horrible person. He wouldn't be putting on tefillin. They, they're so allergic to clothing and it takes a while. You gotta look, you gotta look, you have to have a vatablik. You have to look down the road in mitzvah Hashem. They become more normal and everything works out. The problem is not the water. Taira is sweet. Problem is not Yiddishkeit. Yiddishkeit is sweet. Problem is Kimarim Heim. You cannot be mechanach a sickness. You can't educate a person who's sick. You can't say, but, but this is good, but you have to do this. What does it even mean, you have to? What does it even mean? You have to listen to the rules in my house. Okay, until? That means I just have to wait till I get out of here. That We're not trying to get people to listen to the rules while they're in our house. We're trying to Hopefully, we want to see we want them to, to be turned on to what we believe is the right way of life. Once you say you have to, that's it. That's communist Russia. Wait for the wall to take down the wall. That's it. 
I would never be part of a group if they said, you have to, you have to. The you have to is when they're three, when they're four, when they're five. Also not you have to. Come, Shefula, put it on, right? Everything's good. Once they make a U-turn and we're pushing them back with might and with force, we already lost. First of all, you can't be stronger than a teenager because you have something to lose. You have something to lose and they don't. They have nothing to lose. This girl was leaving the house, 15-year-old girl. I told you the story. All my stories are true. And the father said, you leave this house, we're done. Now, rich guy, I told this to you by the training, right? Rich guy, millions of dollars. Girl has this beautiful house, beautiful room. They go away for Pesach to the most expensive programs. A great life, right? Who is she leaving her father for? Some guy with a face full of pimples and a bicycle. Not even a motor bicycle, just not a motorcycle, just a, a, a old clanky two-wheeler. And she tell, he tells her, you leave now? Like this? This is the way you're leaving? You're his. Don't come back here. You're out of the will. I said, wow, how long did she take to think it over? Did she consult with any friends? Did she think about I mean, if you have like a million-dollar decision, wouldn't you wait like a little bit? He's like, uh, I'm like, the door slammed by the time you have finished your threat? Yeah, how'd you know? So you're not dealing with somebody with a full, with a full dick. So did Rachel with Kabbalah Sevoah? Rachel and Kabbalah Sevoah. Rachel and Kabbalah Sevoah, look what happened over here. Something, some, something so beautiful. We'll make a separate clip about that. Okay? But you're not dealing, if someone's willing to lose everything, that's because they don't, they're not making a rational decision. Go to a bar, I don't care how strong you are. If you're gonna go have a fight with a drunk person, you're gonna lose. Because you're still thinking within a certain realm, but the drunk guy, he has no, he could do anything. So you're always going to lose. You're always going to lose fighting a teenager. Never going to work. But more than that, even if you win and you got them to do the thing that you want them to do, you still lost because you took away their rutsin to do it. Now they want to do it less. Says the Nesiva Shalms, one of my favorite Nesiva Shalms. Chinuch amiti, we should have a faher on these words. This is, this should be billboards everywhere. Chinuch amiti, True chinuch, genuine, authentic Torah chinuch, education, is not to pressure the child to behave well. But to bring the child that they should want it. Now they don't want it. They want to go kimarim heim. They want to go in the opposite direction. They think Yiddishkeit is bitter. Shabbos is terrible. Shabbos for them is... Geferlich, this Tachina Rebbe, 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 said, you know why they don't keep Shabbos? Because Shabbos is Yoim Menicha. In English, Yom Menucha. And they have no Menucha. Shabbos is a day of rest. To us, it's like we look forward to it if we understand what Shabbos is. It's a day to, to return, like we said, to return to be oh, out of the confusion, to be the best Jew we can be, to the, be the best us that we can be, to rest, rejoice with peace of mind. To pray. And to them, it's hell. It's Gehenim. It's like you, they would tell you, you know what Gehenim is? Seven days. That's going to be Gehenim. They give you seven days of Shabbos. Shabbos, Shabbos. You can't do anything. You go crazy. Why? Because they can't be with themselves. They have no manucha. They have to distract themselves. Otherwise, they go crazy from pain, from anxiety, from depression, from all kinds of feelings in their brain that most of us, hopefully, hopefully, have no idea what it is. If you're healthy and you don't experience it, Great. But if you experience that kind of chaos and confusion in your brain, and your brain hurts, and you can't distract yourself, Gehenim. Gehenim. That's how they describe it for them. So the idea is, 
if I tell you, you just came out of the hospital and you had surgery because you burnt the top of your head and they, they had to sew it up. And I say, no, put on yarmulke. And you go, I, I want to. You're from, right? You say, ah, 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 ah. I say, say, Rabid, <laughs> hold on. This is not supposed to be a painful uh, situation over here. Mitzvahs are not supposed to be painful. Tyre is not supposed to be painful. Shabbos is not supposed to be painful. It's supposed to make us feel good. It has a purpose. If this hurts you, we lost the battle. We have to wait. Kimaram Haim. We have to heal them. And then all of a sudden, the same kid on their own, they all of a sudden pop up with this thing and this thing. The, the climb up is also very treacherous. You need to be trained. But it's such a beautiful thing watching them come back. That Hashem should help all of your children come back. And the journey should be sweet and peaceful as much as possible. It is painful. But as is Hashem, we will be successful.